exactly. <clears throat> right, it's recording. <laughs> that was a weird kind of uh, kind of you look at me I look at you who's going to talk first normally I talk I, first I, don't I, I like the introduction yeah I know and I thought oh, I'm going to just be quiet and see what happens and lo well, and behold I'll introduce it nothing happens so let's pretend we've started again you go what's happening so this is episode 21 <laughs> of the discontinued <laughs> podcast and we're laughing because this is like the second time we've started this but it's all good so today we wanted to talk about or phil wanted to talk about actually he wanted to talk a bit more about honesty and mm. um, and rather than us discussing it before we come on we just says let's go let's talk about honesty let's rock and roll mm. talk about honesty phil tell me about honesty what do you mean like like when you talk about honesty where are you going with this well, it's something that I've been talking about with my, the, the folks in my academy group quite a lot lately. And um, I think it's a massive, a massively important part of not just relationships with other people, but relationships with yourself as well. Um, and I know we've learned a bit about this, haven't we, recently, like over, the, over the months in the, in the group that we're part of. But I think that unless you're honest with yourself, with other people, it's very hard to move forward. Do you know what I mean? It's very hard to create a good relationship, right? And again, I don't. Uh, this is with yourself and with other people. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and I think over the years, um, I if I look back, I haven't been particularly honest. Not in a bad way, you know. Not in a cheating way. Not in a lying way. But with other people in relationships I've been in, and with myself about where I'm at, you know. Um, and it's caused me to not move forward. You know, it's caused me to not progress and it's caused my life, if you like, to, to not progress at a rate that it should have been progressing. Mm. That makes sense. I know it makes total sense. What, what, what I'm thinking about is what causes people not to be honest? What, what, what causes people, you know what I mean? So obviously, I think, yeah, I, it's so important obviously honesty is important i obviously know that but like what causes people not to be honest because they don't want to know the truth and they don't want to accept the truth i think so let's for example me and you've both been involved in fitness for since we was born right so let's put use a fitness context and gym context how many times have you spoken to someone a client or whatever that you've been training ask them what their diet's like and they say one thing, and you know full well that they're talking bollocks. Aye. All it's, the time. The, because they the, don't the, want to admit... In the world. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't want to admit that their diet has been shit. And therefore, they are the cause of their overweightness, you know? Do you, or, think, it's a, do you think it's an accepting responsibility thing? Or do you think it's a, um, like a fear-based a fear thing? So like they're scared to tell the truth or do you think, um, like, what do you think about that? I think they're scared to tell the truth. Cause then if in that situation specifically, I think if you're, if they was to, Oh, excuse me, I've developed this weird reflux thing. My diet has been very bad the last few days. <laughs> I'll be brutally honest. You appreciate your honesty. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so, I think people. I think in that in that context, there people just don't want to admit it for a few reasons. Yeah, they don't want to look bad in front of you or me, the trainer, the coach. Um, it's it's almost admitting a, a failure, and it's them therefore admitting that responsibility, blaming themselves. And we know that people don't like to blame everyone else other than the real reason, and that's most of the time themselves isn't it us we, we... that's one of my biggest pet hates you know do you know when people just won't take responsibility mm. and do you know I, I used to be very bad for this because well it wasn't the fact i was actually it was because I, I i used to always think i was right yeah but i think it was just because i was less open and i just thought that i was right i don't know if it was so much about the the responsibility thing but it drives them like Drives is mad. I've I've worked on it quite a bit now, so like I'm happy to be. If I'm wrong, I'm like, all right, champion, I'm wrong. Like, but I want you to show us that I'm wrong. <laughs> you yeah. can't. 
I don't I don't accept any of that shit where they're just like, no, you're just wrong. I'm like, well, tell us why. And and they've got no reason. I'm like, well, I'm yeah, right. you can't just tell me I'm wrong, mate. Yeah. Tell me you are wrong. I yeah. but like it's a funny one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a weird one. I think also hiding from the truth often and I mean hiding from the truth sounds like I'm talking about proper liars. Do you know what I mean? Like people just, yeah. just talk shit the whole time. I don't mean mean that. I mean more like hiding from not being honest about how you feel about certain things, you know, not being honest about where your life is at right now, especially in the, in the game that we're in of how you're feeling, right? Mental health and that. When you yeah. say to someone, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm all right. Well, I know you're not all right. And I know you're waking up every day massively worrying and nervous and anxious or depressed or whatever. And, and I think a lot of people don't want to admit that because it's easier to just not admit it. You know, you know? Uh, it, it, it's very hard, especially when it comes. Also, an to, ego thing. Sorry, also I think an yeah. ego thing as well. Like um, I think mental health as well is in its own category of its own, isn't it? It's like w- 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 when you're not in a good place, shall we say, um, mentally, it's it makes it even harder to be honest. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you, one, you don't want to talk to anybody. Um, two, you're already beating yourself up and you've been beating yourself up for a long period of time. Three, you're not in a position to accept any more responsibility because you're already been beating yourself up for how you feel all of the time. Mm. And there's probably four, five, six... I'm, seven, I'm waiting for the fourth. <laughs> 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 but do, do you know what I mean? Like when you're, yeah. when, when you're fucked, when you're anxious or when you're like depressed, it's everything's so hard. Mm. Everything like is is an absolute slog, and it's and it's very very difficult. And and having that that aspect of trying to take responsibility and ownership for it is very difficult. But like me, from my own experience, as soon as I I learned how to do that, and as soon as I did take responsibility for where I was at and for how I was feeling, that was when the game changed. Now, I can't even tell you how I done that. It was for me. It was more of a just like an epiphany, an epiphany moment. It was just like, "Fuck, I have created this shit." How, That's like, the key. It went, once you take responsibility, you realise that you created it. Yeah. yeah, and if you've created it, you can uncreate it, can't you? Yeah, exactly. And it's still in that again. If you be honest with yourself and you look at it for actually how it is. Like, ah, oh, I've been feeling down. I've been feeling like I've got no energy. But yet, I've been lying in bed all day, eating shit. And it's kind of goes without saying you're going to have no energy. Do you know what I mean? If you're doing these things that give you no energy, you're going to have no energy. And, and, and being honest with yourself and saying, do you know what it is? I've chose to do these things and I have done these things. is very difficult. But when you kind of do get round to it, 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 it sets you up. It's like... Um, it sets you in the right direction very fast, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does that's what I'm saying earlier about progress and, and growing and moving forward and that. If you continually, like it's like programs. Say, say you're, you're part of a, and I said this to, to my group the other, the other day. If you're, in, if you're following some kind of routine, right? Let's, let's talk about morning routines because we all talk about that for, for, you know, we've talked about that for ages, right? And let's say you get up and you, you, you hydrate and you meditate and you journal and you go for your morning walk or whatever, right? It's easy to get sucked into the, the just going through the motions of that, you know, and say, well, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And, and actually part of that routine might not be working for you, you know, but unless you're honest about that, unless you sit down and think, actually, do you know what? It's, it's, it's very easy to say, yeah, I do this. I, I, this is my morning routine. It's great. When actually, if you really sit down, and get into the balls of it, it's not making you feel any better. You know, there might be part of it, like, I don't know, you might be journaling, but you're just struggling to get it done because, oh, I've got to get this done before I go to work. A lot of it's like the, the, the intention behind it all, isn't it? Yeah, like it is. A lot of it's yeah. like, it, it's take gratitude, for instance. If I've been rushed and, and sometimes, I, I like to do gratitude on an evening, right? Um, so if I write down things I'm grateful for, Maybe I'm tired, maybe I'm rushed, maybe I've just got off a call and I just write them down. I don't feel them. Mm. But if I go in the intention of really looking for gratitude and really feeling it, then that is a totally different kettle of fish. And the result from it is a totally different kettle of fish as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even when it comes to hydration, if you're, 
if you're just drinking a pint of water because you've got to, there's a good chance you're not going to drink that much water for the rest of the day. But if, you, if you're drinking a pint of water in the morning with an intention to hydrate your body, to give yourself more energy and to feel better, mm. when you drink that water, you, you, you've given yourself permission to already feel better. You've instructed your body to just make you be like, yeah, yes, I've done that, I've done that. I'm going to go into the next one. I'll have my next one at like 10 o'clock and then I'll have a pint then and I think I'll, uh, I'll take my two-litre bottle with us to work or whatever. And it's, uh, it's the intention behind most of the things that we do. I think if we, like even your morning routine and my morning routine, obviously if you do a workout or something, you're going to get that chemical reaction and it's going to happen anyway. But if you don't have any intention behind it to feel good or, or, or to get from it what you can, if you just went in just like totally numb to it and just being like, right, I'm going to do 50 reps of an exercise. Mm. One, two, three. I ain't going to make you feel any better. But you're just, you're a box ticker then. You're just ticking boxes, aren't you? Exactly, yeah. I yeah. think it's, I think exercise is another big, is a, is a big one with that because I think a lot of people, I used to do this. I used to train like a maniac, like train real hard because I felt like I had to. I thought, well, if I, the harder I train, the better I feel. But if I was actually being honest about it i was aching a lot of the time right i train hard and then i couldn't move for the rest of the day but it's okay because i've killed myself in the gym you know and the kind of net result if you like was i didn't feel better i didn't feel better for doing it at all i almost felt worse because my energy was so was crap yeah i trained hard i was in all right shape so instead of being tired you were tired and sore (laughs) i was tired and sore yeah yeah and i spent ages in the gym so i didn't have as much time with to to Go fishing and do interesting things. Mm. But, you know, I think people, I think people, I'm, when I say I think people, it's generalizing a bit, isn't it? But it's easy to get stuck into this rut of, I must follow this diet, I must exercise, I must meditate, I must do this at certain times of day and this, that and the other, and, and, and box tick, get, through, get it all done to make you feel better. But actually, it's not making you feel any better at all, you know? Yeah. And I yeah. think if you, and it's, it's quite hard sometimes to admit that and admit, to to yourself that yeah this this journaling isn't making me feel any better whatsoever or i've been meditating for the last two years i don't feel any different you know because maybe you're just doing it a bit wrong that goes back to the whole honesty thing as well isn't it it's like that's what i mean being honest yeah being on it on whatever diet or whatever and they're like oh it really really works and but really no it doesn't it doesn't work with your lifestyle at all you fucking hate it you're like oh it's mint it's the best thing in the world but really you hate it a lot of people lie about obviously that's where we started with the gym thing a lot of people lie about shit like that as well don't they like you've got to be honest enough to say you know what exactly this isn't working what like what else can i do try something else and if once you do admit that then it opens the door like you just said to trying other things you know and it's like 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 i've i've done things over the years that i thought were working for me but then actually when i just try something else and think actually hang on a minute maybe it's not working maybe i need to try something else maybe i need to leave this program and join another program at the time the original program was brilliant thought yeah, excellent but then step out of it, hmm, open my eyes a little bit, try something else, you know? Yeah. Um, but you only, only get that door open if you're, if you're honest, I think. Give me a, um, a per, uh, an example of a personal development thing that you've done. So like say a tool, a strategy or whatever. Yep. That you've kind of had to say, you know what, this doesn't really work for me. Setting like too many. Personal experience. Setting too many goals at okay. once. So for me... What was the issue there? Yeah, so for me, the, the, we, I used to set goals in multi, six areas of life or five areas of life, right? 90-day um, goals, and I'd try and hit each goal again, across each area of life, right? And it was good. It was, it, it was good at the time. It, it helped me to learn about looking at my, my life as a whole, not just setting a gym related goal right or a, a money related goal or whatever it is whatever it was but actually it was it was quite hard to stay motivated right for the whole 90 days across all five areas of, of life and it was hard because every 90 days I'd, I'd set these goals and be like right there's the end point 93 months time here's the here's the deadline 
So for those 90 days, you're looking at that deadline and you think, right, it's, it's creeping up. Oh, I've got, you know, 50 days left. Now there's 30 days left. Now there's 20. And you're constantly chasing this deadline and looking sort of to the future, right? Which is kind of where anxiety lives, you know, worrying about, am I going to hit it? Am I going to hit it? You hit it and you either hit those deadlines, you know, you either hit the goals or you don't. And then it's like, right, bosh, another 90 days is going to start. Let's set more. And you const- I was constantly felt like towards, you know, after being in the program for a while, felt quite um, almost under pressure. Do you know what I mean? Almost yeah. under pressure, almost constantly looking at that 90-day deadline, thinking, oh, God, it's looming, it's looming, it's looming. And in my personal experience, what, I didn't realise this at the time, but then stepping away from that um, system, oh, sorry, stepping away from that system made me realise, actually, God, there was a lot of, I felt a lot of pressure on my shoulders. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And now I still set goals, but they're a lot looser. So I don't know if that's the right word, but what's that? How many goals would you say to set? How many goals do you set? Um, at the oh, moment, at the moment, I really work on on one one area of life that I want to improve, which is like the main domino, the main area that I want to improve. Yeah. And in that area, I'll set one, two, or three goals. Okay, so so at the moment, I might as well tell you my main domino main area that i want to work on is business yeah and that's kind of where i'm putting everything into okay but then i'll still look at the other areas of life doesn't mean i just disregard them completely but i will just i just won't set as many goals like for example i used to set fitness related goals all the time yet my fitness was was always and it kind of still is and it's going to sound a bit big-headed right but it's kind of i'm all right i'm in decent shape i like where i'm at i don't really want to change anything you know, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't really want to get stronger at the moment. The goals in the area that you're fucking brilliant at, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard. And 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 I I did find in those times that I was setting goals purely to set a goal because I was like, right, okay, I'm, I have to set a goal, so I'm just gonna make one up. And I almost never hit the fitness goals that I set. <laughs> How funny is that? <laughs> nah, I was nah. obviously, you know, because it was like. But I never really wanted to. I'd set goals. I'd set goals. Like the first, the first one I ever set was to was to deadlift 160 or 170 kilos or something. And I just I didn't get anywhere near it because it didn't really mean it didn't really mean much to me. You know, yeah. I didn't really want to do it. But I, oh, you've got to set this goal. You've got to set it. I didn't want to. Didn't really want to deadlift that amount. I didn't really want to run five or ten k in a certain time because I'm I'm quick enough as as it is. I don't want to get any faster. I didn't really want to do any crazy do you know what I mean it was just wasn't really didn't mean enough to me to chase oh. so there you go there you go oh. now you tell me what you've done and you don't you, that didn't work for you wait when I think about that question right I yeah. think about one thing that just brings to mind one then and it's affirmations right mm. but as I see this right and this is what I was going to go back this is what I was going to fire at you actually so I know that it doesn't matter how many times I stand in the mirror and say that I've got four arms, I've got four arms, I've got four arms, I'm not going to end up with four arms, right? <laughs> it isn't going to happen. So it does the same again. If I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. <laughs> can't do beautiful. that. Like, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't really kind of work for me, right? But at the same time, I say that, and that didn't work for me, okay? I stopped it because it didn't work for us. But now I've found a little place for us where it kind of does work a little bit and it's sneaking its way in and it's not for any other, it's not to uh, try and convince myself, pardon me, of something. It's more just to hold me attention. So obviously with the meditation that I do, first stage is getting present. Now, when I get present, I like to focus on one thing. I either focus on my breath, I focus on, on like my chest rising, I focus on the air coming through my nose or whatever. I focus on one thing. I shut my eyes and I focus on one thing. That's how I like to get present. Now, what I've recently been doing is just bringing in just the same affirmation over and over again for the first phase of my meditation. So obviously my program where I've got all my guys in is called Invincible, right? Now, I've just been saying to hold me attention and to cue me to hold me attention and to get a bit more present. I've just been focusing on me saying that. 
So not out loud, just in my head, as I breathe in, I just say, I am invincible. Now I'm not saying it like as an incantation, like Tony Robbins, like, I am invincible. <laughs> I'm not saying it like this. I'm not saying it to convince myself that I'm invincible or I'm just saying it as a, it's a nice positive thing. It's a reminder of what I'm working towards. Um, and it's me focusing on one thing. Mm. And when I focus on that one thing, it disregards everything else around it. Yeah. And it also, when I do that, it, 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 it kind of puts a little force field around us and anything else that wants to come in cannot really come in and distract us because the next thing I'm going to say in my head is I'm invincible. Mm. And it's not going to be a thought. But like, Because yeah. you know when you think in your head, like, see, see if I'm focused on the breath, right? Let me give you an example. See, I'm focused on my breath. I've had a rough night, I'm tired, things are a bit, I'm feeling a bit shit, imagine, right? If I start to do my meditation, my first stage of getting present, I focus on the breath, which is brilliant. It's still one of the best things you can do. Try and focus on the breath. Thought will come in. Late, you haven't done that. Right, okay. Let that pass. Again, focus on the breath. But Lee, you haven't done that. Or what about this? Or what about that? All these thoughts come in. But if, in order to think, you kind of hear your own voice in your head, don't you? Mm. So it's kind of like you're telling yourself that you haven't done that. Yeah, your own voice. If I'm hearing my own voice, I can't say two things at once. So when I'm saying, I am invincible. I am invincible. Just on the in-breath, a bit more enthusiastic than that, I do actually. <laughs> I'll kind of like a bit more enthusiastic, right? It kind of stops anything else coming in. And then yeah. my second phase, by that time, everything else is disregarded. I'm focused on internally what I'm seeing. I've mm. kind of disregarded what I'm hearing. I've disregarded what I'm seeing, all of that. My thoughts aren't even bothering to come in because they've been knocking at the door for, 20, for seven minutes and they've not been able to get in because the I am invincible is being blocked on the door. And then I go into my next phase where I go into like heart breathing um, and start to raise some emotions and things like that. Mm. And I, I feel it, it's, it's, that seems to be working pretty well for me right now. Um, mm. So that, yeah. so one thing that didn't work for me was affirmations, but I've put it in a different context, in a different sense, and using it in a different sense, and it seems yeah. to be again. I think, I think, I think um, affirmations, like you've just said there, are what can be can give meditating a bad name because I think a lot of people think that meditating is sitting there, just sitting with your legs crossed and your balls hanging oh, out, going, "Ah, oh, I've got really big muscles." I'm I mean, really I am talking that. Um, Means I am God in, in some Latin or something. No, it's not Latin. It's in my I read some language. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said or something. <laughs> some language. Um, um, I think there's also something about the frequency, isn't there? Of um, when you uh, say it, yeah, it's the frequency yeah. of it as well. Where, um, but but I think a lot of people think meditating is just doing that, sitting there saying I am confident, I am confident, I am confident, and then you're going to get confident, which obviously is is yeah. is, is, is kind of bullshit, really. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but interesting. So that, that the mantra thing is what is one of the first meditations that I like. What is that? What are you drinking there? Would you have made a really weird face? Iced tea, no. Iced tea? Ooh. No, but it wasn't. It oh. <laughs> oh, it's actual tea that's gone cold. Yeah. That is just, my dad drinks tea like that stone cold tea, rotten. Um, but the first one of the first meditations I learned or way to do it um, that I learned method was exactly that mantras it was all about mantras um yeah. this is a course i went on and it was very good but it was it was i remember turning up there and said so what do I, how do i breathe what do i do about breathing and they said no no this isn't about breathing i remember thinking it's a bit weird because i thought or i've everything i'd read meditation is about deep breathing and breathing patterns and all that yeah but there's loads isn't there? there's loads of ways to to practice meditation and this one because i was a bit put out i was like oh i thought i thought every Type of meditation is about breathing, but this particular one was more about mantras and reciting them. And um, and yeah, and looking back now, it, it did work. It was good for me in the sense of what you're saying. It was very good at helping me to almost create a force field and not let other thoughts come in. So it's about being present. And, and I think as well, just while while you're talking about that, like 
the idea of it is for for me personally when i if i if i try to focus on the breath a lot um i can fall in and out of the trap of forcing my breath i do exactly the same so when i'm not doing that and i'm doing just the affirmation then my breath's just in its automated state anyway so then i'm not mm -hmm. forcing the breath so then i get into that deeper relaxation faster for me because so, yeah. i'm going in and out i'm kind of just doing so me and you we as, it, as it's meant to be doing yeah I, I brought this up we was at a course weren't we on friday we were at a, a meetup yeah. on friday which is absolutely fantastic and part of it so we, we were meditating right you know with those headbands on which i've ordered and it's coming have you got yours yet it's it thursday tomorrow yeah, on its way oh, i can't wait um uh but we did we we did some obviously a lot of meditation meditating there didn't we and i remember saying to to Cy, um i sometimes struggle with that first phase just the, the heart breathing because sometimes like you just said they are falling into the trap of forcing my breath and I, it gets forced then right but then as soon as the second phase hits where you where i start thinking about things taking myself to a situation with i find it so much easier yeah to, uh, everything drops i'm like oh phew, and i'm there so, so that might yeah. even work for you then just like kind of what i'm doing well sometimes so, i do so so sometimes yeah sometimes that first phase i, I use the one that i learned five years ago or whatever and i still use those same four sentences yeah my dick is bigger than it looks my yeah. dick bigger than you'd, it <laughs> you'd be surprised how much it's grown over the years it's it's, it's worked a treat i tell you <laughs> now a good couple of inches <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of my afro in my eyes. I'm sick of my afro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look what <laughs> happens. <laughs> I've been trying yours as well. Instead of invincible, I just say invisible. Hoping oh, I'm turn invisible. Oh, How good would that be? <laughs> invisible Lee. It's like, um, what were we saying on Friday? Limited. <laughs> I limited. <laughs> limited, Dave. If you're listening, Dave. Big up the limited crew. <laughs> uh, that was funny, man. That was funny. But yeah. But that was a good day, Friday, wasn't it? It was a good day. Good. It was a good day. Always reinforces to me the power of proximity, which I know Fanning used to say those words all the yeah. time. Every time being in a group of people makes me realise the importance of being in a group of like-minded people. Yeah. It's that sense of community, isn't it? Like... Yep. It's exactly what you said. I can't even add to it. But it's like when you, it's like with so. The same journey as you, who like the same things as you do, who mm. talk about the same things as you do. It's very hard, like, because, do you know, it, it, it's funny because the stuff that I do, I only speak to you about. Mm. And, and I only speak to, like, my team about, because obviously in my program, right? I teach this stuff. That's the only people I speak about. I don't, if I go out with my mates, I don't talk about mates. I don't talk about any of that stuff. I don't think any but, of my mates really know what I actually even do. Because they're, they're not bothered about it, and I respect that. Like, That's not I'm a bad not gonna, thing, yeah. I'm not going to stand there preaching shit out of it. Yeah. I, I've got other things. Funny yeah. enough, I've got other things I can talk about. But it, it, it's funny and weird at the same time because when you're out and, and something comes to your mind and you want, you're like, oh, I'd like to talk about that. But then yeah. you know, people who are actually interested in it. When you're with or in a community or in a group, you can talk about the same things because people are actually interested in those. And like, it's refreshing to be able to talk to people about yeah, it. In the Invincible group chat, it goes off like people are all talking about emotions, talking about things that they're creating, posting pictures of progress that they're making, posting stuff that they're doing, mm. um, posting Invincible merch as well. One, one, one of my members, um, she's a successful businesswoman. And um, they're, they're all parents, actually, uh, women and parents mainly inside of Invincible. And um, she's got this, so she's she done crafts back in the day, stopped it, business took over, all like proper corporate life kind of stuff, took over. And as we went through the program, we really dig down and go deep on finding your purpose and finding what you actually <clears throat> love doing and actually what you want to do with your time or your spare time so that you can be happier, right? Because if you do things you enjoy and you do things that make you happy, you're going to feel happier. Mm. And, and she's like, you know what it is? I bloody love crafts, you know? 
and, and I've just stopped. It's, it's lost its way. So she's brought crafts back in. She's getting herself a printing machine and all of that. And she's printing out invincible labels and stuff like oh, that. Yes. How good is that? Right. Mate. Yeah. And, and I've told you about Dan, some of the poetry he's mm. made. He put, he put some, he put a poem out today. Um, Nocturnal. I can't remember the, the, the exact title of it, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to, can I read it? Yeah. When you say poem, you mean poem. 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 <laughs> poem. So this is Stephen Dancer. He's on uh, he's on Twitter and, and he's posting most of his stuff on Twitter. Um but listen to this. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read it the best because I'm not the best um reader, I'll be honest. And I'm I'm not the best at uh <laughs> reading. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have that soft tone and you're gonna have that uh mm. Nocturnal Earth, but listen to the words in this, right? Listen to the thought, the thought in this, right? I took a journey into darkness along a blackened road, trees swaying either side of me, nature dancing, breathing a sigh of relief as humanity rested once more. As my eyes fell heavy and my energy became low, I pulled over, got out, and I noticed I was alone. As humanity lay in the slumber of a nocturnal earth, awoke earth's energy increasing, it would rise and never fall. I sat listening to the rhythm, the wind whistling through the brown and leaves, signifying the beginning of fall. The smell of, the, the, the smell of rain in the air, sickly sweet, but welcoming for all. Upon closing my eyes, focusing on nature's nocturnal symphony, my mind drifted to a place of beauty, tranquility, and harmony. I seemed to have taken a journey to a destination filled with gratitude and calm. Once again, meditation with nature has filled my heart to, heart to bursting with love. My thoughts gathered, calm and collected, I stood, embracing the earth's nocturnal presence, the, the eternal essence and boundless energy coursing through my blood. Now, I know I didn't read that with the best com. I'll try to stick to the commas and <laughs> I'm not <laughs> mm. But if, when you read this in your own sense, like that's amazing. And, and, and what we got to consider here is the person that wrote this poem, like I, I know you, you kind of know him, mm. but just from that poem there, right? What would you sense his personality is? Oh, very, very calm, kind. Um, I would say quite compassionate. Mm. Yeah. When he joined my program, he was angry as fuck. Really? Angry as hell. His biggest thing, what he struggled with, was dealing with his anger. Yeah, you wouldn't realise from, from that, would you? Mate, come on, leaps and bounds. Good on and him. He, he posts in every day. He's creating um, a, a, a gift pamphlet. Um, with 12 poems, we've got like the gift of love, the gift of gratitude, the gift of um, awareness and all of mm. these. How nice is that? Yeah, and he's knocking it up, he's getting it published and he's dishing them out. Um, I think it's bloody brilliant. He's working on a poem book now. He's working on his own poetry book. He's been seeing publishers, authors. Good on him. Around the world. He's, uh, he's blogging. He's I love that. And all, in all, he's blogging in America for like, we're not, we're not broken. Um, oh, is man. he? Is he with him? Helping oh, him out? Mate, even more, man. He's been blogging as well for um, for something called the Wingman Project, which is for COVID and the, the air hostesses and that. Wow. And also, the, I'm not sure which part. It was a higher person from the NHS. He wrote poems for the NHS and they've been distributed on all of the websites. And stuff good on like him. That. How good is that? And, and, and they're calling him the Angel of the North, man. Really? And this come from... Someone who's very angry, very segregated. Well, he's only just started. I remember, I remember when you run your first seventy week. That's right, yeah. And I, and I was in that group when I and he yeah, was in it. Yeah. And I remember that's when he started. Right. And yeah, that's very good. Right now, so it goes back. So if we link this back to honesty again, right? Like we started with. Um, yeah. If you are honest about yourself and what you really want out of life, right? What you enjoy doing, what makes your pants tingle, what makes you go, oh yes, I, I love doing that. And then you do more of that, 
then you can't fail to not have a good life. You know what I mean? You can't fail to not be happy because you're working on this thing that you true or things or a creating a lifestyle that you actually honestly really want rather than going out every day, doing a job you hate, trying to, you know, having it go out with people you don't like doing things you don't like doing. It's a recipe. The, the, the fastest track to, to depression, to anxiety, to stress is not living on your purpose. Mm. It sounds cheesy as hell, like purpose. Oh, I've got a purpose. Mm. Look at lockdown, right? As soon, a lot of people determined or associated their work as their purpose. As mm. soon as they got furloughed or as soon as they got put in lockdown, everybody went to fuck because they didn't have anything to work towards. They didn't have a, a purpose. They, they weren't working on becoming someone, becoming better, doing something, or working on things that they loved. And they really realized that it was a big eye-opener for that. And yeah. that's what, just going back to Dancer there, just, just one last thing. He, because we're talking about honesty, right? And mm. we started this with honesty and, and, and finding what you want to do in life. And he went to, and I hope he doesn't mind the same, but he went to an old boys school and things, right? All brought up through boys. So imagine that, like, it's tough going inside of, uh, like, an old boys school. There's a lot of bullying goes on. There's a lot of alpha male dominance, boys being fucking boys, ugly boys, all of that stuff. And he kept, for all those years, that talent of poetry inside of him and, and, and didn't allow it to come out. And he was so fearful of like being bullied and picked on about the poetry, he didn't do it. Mm. But then now, as soon as, and, and that's where he's had all this anger and everything building up, now he's writing these poems out because he's, 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 he's been honest with himself and said, do you know what it is? Yes, I'm a, I'm a bloody man and I, and I love poetry and I'm going to mm. get it out there and I'm going to fucking spread it to the world mm. and look now. So he's fearful and he wasn't honest. He was fearful of the, the judgment of others. He was fearful that he was going to get bullied for it and he wasn't honest with himself and other people telling them that he wanted to do poetry and mm. now he's fucking smashing it out the park. Yeah. Like, honestly, some of them, man, I get shivers up my arms, man. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? How could it and, and what's even, even better is he does them. So I'll do a call, right? And we'll teach some stuff about awareness or building attention or, or meditation. And he does poems on those. And it just, it's like, a, a, obviously you take notes and it embeds it in. But I kind of, I can follow what he's following and what he's taking in and what he's not from his poems. Because I can yeah. read it and I'll be like, yep, he's got that exactly right. But you'll see it in a beautiful way. Obviously, I normally just add shit or fuck to something. And that's my opinion. <laughs> instead of meditation, it's fucking meditation. Or yeah. <laughs> but he's like, he'll add this nice little touch to it, the dancer touch. And it's, it's incredible. Like. Nice. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? I like that a lot. I like that. Following passions, doing what you, what you really enjoy doing key, key is, 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 is massively key, isn't it? It doesn't matter when you're following what you love and what your passion is, it gets you out of bed. You just something to get out of bed. This morning, I didn't have a PT this morning. I got out of bed at seven o'clock, right? Six o'clock, right? I could have lay in bed today till 10 mm. o'clock. First PT, 10 o'clock. Mm. I got up the same time to go outside in the damp, freezing cold, mm. in my shorts, and I worked on my camper van. Yeah, nice. Something, it's a part of my vision, it's a part of my future. And see, the thing is as well, if you're working towards something that's part of your future, yeah, it gets you out of bed, but you're never going to be unhappy. You're, ne you're going to enjoy the journey because you enjoy working on it. Mm -hmm. And if, you, if, you, if, if you're working towards something that you don't really know that you actually really want, then you're never going to, you ain't going to enjoy the journey getting there. And that journey might take bloody two, three, four, five years. Because you're just walking around in circles. You're wandering about, yeah. Right? Yeah, man. Like a lot of people say to me, Lee, I just feel lost. Mm. And, and yeah, we've got to find out what you want. We've got to find out who you bloody are. Mm. Like, We're not designed to be lost. We're not designed to just walk no. about. No. Like, it, 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 a lot of people are scared as well, like when it comes to honesty, is to, to look in on themselves. And, and I know we touched upon it earlier on, but like, they're scared to see themselves for who they are. And, and, and I, like, I have this thing where, I say love isn't always like an arse. Mm. And sometimes you like our, our when we look in on, on ourselves, we gotta look in and we gotta love the shit stuff. Do so you, you think love that sometimes you're a bit selfish? You gotta love that sometimes you're a bit 
of a twat and you, you do have a bit of an anger at some points. You've got to love that you're calm. You've got to love not only the, the, the great stuff, but you've got to love the shit stuff. But you've got to also be willing to learn about yourself. Mm. So many people who I talk to anywhere, they know so much about everybody else, but they know fuck all about themselves. Yeah. Like if you ask somebody, tell me about you, what do you like? What do you, oh, uh, well, well, I'm Lee and I'm an electrician and uh, um, I've got a new, uh, got a new set of screwdrivers here today. <laughs> Like, no, fuck off. Tell me who you are. What, tell me about you. I think that's why a lot of people struggle with relationships as well. Like, like imagine a speed dating thing now. They probably don't even do it. They probably just do it on, they, they get, sit in front of each other and text each other. Mm, probably, yeah. Do you think people don't want to go inside themselves and, and be honest about who they really are? Because who they really are maybe doesn't conform and fit in to want to be norms yeah with who they want to be or norms oh sorry with norms and well, well well i think i think a lot of the time who someone wants to be is conforming to norms like oh yeah i want to be someone who's got a six-pack why because of what well, people I like that because I, I, I think i think conforming to norms is again a, 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 another little fast track to being unhappy because yeah. if you conform into norms then unless that norm which is very unlikely is actually what you truly want yourself. Mm. Like that's from my experience. Most of the stuff like, see, I was say back in the day, right? People would be like flying around and might have like really back in the day, like a pair of Reebok trackies on or something. Mm. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, Oh, I didn't really like them. But then everyone's wearing them. I'd hide them on. Mm. Now I don't really like them. I want to wear a pair of Nike ones, but people weren't wearing Nike ones. Mm. Or like, do you know what I mean? Like a lot of the things are, even now, look at modern, modern day now, people go out, sniffing coke, getting absolutely off the dick, right? I don't want to do that. Mm. I'm going to sit fucking with me, arm, with, me, <laughs> with me hands crossed, hand on heart, fucking breathing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I've got a puzzle. I've got a puzzle when we go in that room. Puzzles. Yeah. When's the last time we've done a puzzle? But, so sometimes sticking to the norm is, again, it's just a different way of not following your purpose. Just like being in a job you don't want to be in, doing going out when you don't want to go out. Mm. That's another thing people don't be honest with. Mm. Like, Phil, can you come on holiday? Do you want to come on holiday next week? Um, um, I'll, I'll let you know. Say hello. Just say no, you man. The answer. Yeah. You the answer. Well, you're going to make his message again. Ask her again. Yeah, that, that, what you said. You know? Yeah. So that, that there, saying no. Mate, I, I, I've got a very good mate of mine and years and years and years ago, my best pals, years and years and years ago, I remember phoning him saying, right, we're coming out for a beer tonight because we planned to go out or something. Well, I can't remember what it was. it was. This was a long time ago. Um, and he's like, no. I said, why not? He goes, I don't want to. And that was it. We were, we were like early 20s or something. When back in, I don't know about you, but back in the day, you didn't just say no. You kind of thought, oh, I've got to make up an excuse. What excuse can I give? Do you know what I mean? And he, he was just like, no. I'm like, why? He goes, well, I just don't want to. And, and I was like, oh. He's man's ahead of the game, that lad. Mate, and then from then, we both, we always say this, like, look, I'm just going to, if I don't want to go out, I'm not going to, I'm just going to say no. Or if I'm leaving early. Pressure, most people give in to peer pressure, don't they? Yeah. But if you, you know, when you're out, you know, you go out for beers, you're at a party or something, and you want to go, you're like, oh, I've got <laughs> dread, dread saying no to train I'm going. Because everyone tries to keep you there. You know, it's now, it's like, right, I've had enough and I'm going by and you just go. And it makes things so much easier rather than lying. With a party, with a party you, you, you would have witnessed this yourself. Say you don't want to, say you don't want to go. You rarely ever have a fucking brilliant night. Oh, yeah. If you, yeah. You, you've kind of got it in your head. You're like, I don't really want to be here. Like, oh, hi, hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're good. People, oh, this is Betty. Oh, hello, Betty. Yeah. Like, fucking, you didn't really want to be there. You're half fucking giving them a shitty mm. And But when you want to go, you're flying in the room, bursting open the doors with your chest up in the air, your arms are swinging <laughs> to the fucking... I don't know. Sometimes, though, when you those oh. nights you don't want to go out, they do turn into good nights. Do you mm. know what I mean? Sometimes when you don't want to go, you, you have those nights and you think, actually, this is a wicked night. <laughs> but oh, it's... I but, 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 I think most of them you don't like. The worst, the worst. I don't then. Yeah, most yeah. of the times I'd, I'd, if I don't want to go, I'm like, oh, fuck. 
And do you know what else I do? If I don't want to go, right, I'll, I'll end up getting pissed to try and compensate. Mm. So I'll say, right, fuck it, wine, gives a wine, neck a bottle of rosé or something stupid like that. And then because I've necked a bottle of rosé in, in not the right frame of mind, mm. I end up being a fucking bellend. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, I knew I next day, obviously fucking being a bell end I'll need, probably embarrassed myself, done something stupid. And then the yeah. next day I'm like, I knew I shouldn't have gone out last night. Yeah. And for years I've done that. And I'd, I'd be like, I shouldn't have fucking went. And then one day I've done what you made said. Yeah. I don't want to go out. Just say I'm no. Because the thing is as well, if you if you lie about not going out, like so it's just saying no, well, why don't you want to come? Well, I just don't want to. Right, but not a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people will say, we'll make up an excuse. And then uh, you're at home thinking, oh, I hope they don't look at my Facebook, or I hope they don't do this, or I hope they don't realise that I've lied. And it's just make life harder for yourself. Being honest, this, and this goes for with your pals, with, with your missus or whatever, family, whatever, anyone. Being honest just makes life easier. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm completely honest all of the time. With little white lies sometimes, you know, whatever, if you've, whatever, I don't know, whatever. But... The more honest you are, the easier life is. And surely that's what everyone wants, right? The truth will set you free. There you go. There you go. Isn't it funny, right? There's the sayings that you hear and there's quotes that you hear and you kind of have an idea of what they mean or you have a perception of what they mean. And then as you go through life, the meaning changes and it get, or it gets a lot deeper and a lot stronger and you're like, ah, I know what yeah. that is. It gets now, more relevant, doesn't it? As, it gets as more you relevant. Actually, experience the thing. Yeah. 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 Loads, especially personal development quotes. I'm like, oh, that's what that means. And like, no, that, that's not what it means. It means that on a deeper level. Mm. Like, give me brother for an example. So, if you've heard the podcast 19 something or something like that, um, my brother's in prison, right? And the prison system has tried to help him and tried to give him all these courses. He's done every course in, in, in the book. And they talk about mindset inside of there, right? They talk about changing how you think and all of that. Now, when they've said, have you, is your mindset changed or talked about mindset? He was like, I course my mindset's changed. What are you on about? Yes, my mindset's changed. I want to be out. I want to be out. I don't want to be living in here anymore. I want to be out. I want to be out. And, he said to me on the phone, I've, I've since he's actually reached out to me and I've started coaching him, right? And we talk about mindset stuff. Now, since he's like, do you know what it is? I absolutely get what they mean by mindset now. He went, the way I was described in the prison system, I was where I was described in the courses was that I changed my mind. Yeah, he went, There's yeah. a very big difference between changing your mind and changing your mindset. And he says, and now I understand. He says, then I was saying, I have changed my mind. I, one minute I loved it in prison because I come in, I get to sell all of this stuff. I get to make loads of money. I get to my morning routine. My food's there. I don't have to worry about fuck all. It, happy days. Love it. He changed his mind. I don't want to fucking spend the rest of my days on you. I want to be out. Mm. So that, that was it, just a change of mind. But now when you change your beliefs, your belief system, when you change your behaviors, when everything changes, that's the change in the mindset. And you start to think differently. You start to behave differently. And, and, and he said that, he says, I now understand what is meant by mindset. Mm. There's a massive difference between changing your right. mind. 35 years old. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's what a lot of people think, that mm. mindset is. I haven't met anyone. Is, is a very, very fucking... Oh, no, not, that's not even a word. Mi what, what were you going to say then? What were you going to say then? Un understood. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> you mean misunderstood? Misunderstood. Very misunderstood. Misinterpreted. Um, a misinterpreted word. Mm. Like, <clears throat> even, even when it comes to, to like what we do, right? A lot of people are like, Polly, what, what, what do you do? What, uh, what's this Invincible Group? What's this uh, 70 Upgrade about? It's very hard or I find it very hard um, to actually explain it in a way that the people who I'm talking to is going to understand. I think as well. I think, yeah, From I think. Perspective, like I could say, jump in the program, we're going to change your mindset. What the fuck does that mean? I'm mm -hmm. depressed, fucking, 
anxious as hell. What the fuck does mindset mean? I don't fucking understand that shit. But in there's loads of other words. You can rephrase it in a different way. You can say different things. And it's very difficult for people to understand it unless they've seen it. And, and for me, I just know when people come into my program, it fucking changes their life. Mm. Like, for the better. And, and like, I can't even just say, if you join my program, it changes, it changes your, uh, you change your body shape. Obviously, that's the PT thing. But with this, people are changing the body shape, they're changing the relationships, they're changing the relationships to themselves, they're changing what they believe in. It's like a brand new fucking life. Well, it, well, like, what, yeah, oh, it helps. Man. The thing it, is... In that oh, there God. really is, they've changed the mindset, they've changed the behaviours, they've changed the patterns that they have, they've changed the emotions or, or, or the emotions that they experience more of have changed. But how would you get that written down on a paper so people understand? It's very, it's very hard. It's, yeah, I think I think what 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 you do, what I do in 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 my group as well, it's just help people to see life differently. You know, yeah. and how do you do that? Well, you what do you change how you perceive what's going on around you? Now you go imagine that. Oh, join the program. I'm going to change your perspective. Yeah, I'm going to make you see life completely differently. So when someone smashes into but, your car, you see it differently. I but still, if you've seen that as a, as a kind of headline or seen it, you'd just be like, oh, oh yeah, no, I don't know. That. But if you experience the change in perspective, you're like, oh, game changer, this is fucking now, yeah, yeah, this man, game changer, too, right? And that's why people should sign up to your free seven day challenge, exactly. They'll or mine, <laughs> just gets out on Monday, there'll only be two days left. <laughs> there you go, two days to get on it. There you go. If you miss yeah. his deadline, join mine, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very good. There you go. How long have we been talking for? Gone on quite a while. This has been good. Enough. Good chats. Right. right. We'll call it there. So there we go. Let us know your thoughts and honesty, wherever you're seeing this yep. or wherever you're listening to this on. Um, make sure so that the quality and the sound quality sounds better on the next podcast that you share it. I just heard that from someone. What? If, if you share it, the sound quality improves. No way. How can that be true? Really? It's not, it's not, is it? How it feel? It's not. Come on. Oh, shit. Well, next time, but ne instead of that, say next time, <laughs> if you share it, we'll give you five grand each. <laughs> that's, a, that's a better lie since we're talking about honesty. <laughs> no one's getting five grand, by the way. No one's getting anything. Yeah. Share it out. I love it. How are you, man? All right. I'm Phil Highland. I'm Lee Hogarth. This is Discontent Nuts. Peace. Peace. <laughs>